Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. Boy, we always say, well, the Browns should have won. The Browns could have won. The Browns would have won if. But yet again, they find a way to lose. And we're talking about another Browns heartbreaker. And with that, welcome to... I feel like we haven't done this enough. The Browns post-game show on the Big Play Network. This is The Voice of Land, also partnered with LPV Productions and brought to you by Vector Technical. They'll get the right person in the right job the first time. We're talking another Browns heartbreaker. I'm Kevin Arnold. Across the table, it's always positive. Jay, again, I've said it more often than I thought I ever would. Don't know how positive he'll be tonight. <laughs> and on the other side of... The TV screen we won't need tonight, and the proverbial glass. It is our producer extraordinaire. What Jarvis was to Iron Man, audio is to the voice of the land. He's known as audio, better known as Peter Tillip. Guys, I'm not, we're not going into any well wishes and prayers because, I mean, I think that all, like in, in a joking manner, all Browns fans need that on days like today. Yeah, let's just give prayers and well wishes to all Browns fans. Let's just give prayers and well wishes to everyone around the world. I, Actually, I do want to do one thing, though. I do want to give a shout-out to the Fighting Cardinal Marching Band for uh, advancing to states yesterday. Let's go. So that's, that's, where, that's where I was last night down at Brunswick. They had okay. their music spectacular they do every year, and uh, – the, the Cardinal marching band knocked it out of the park. They did a great job. And uh, so we're going to be headed down to Columbus at some point for state. So nice. I mean, got to take the good news, man. That's you got to take the good news wherever you can get it. The Guardians have 90 wins. We never expected that. I so, know. I mean, I'm not that bad in moves. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, we it's... got the Guardians win 90, the Buckeyes win. Like, and then I, right after the Browns lose, at least we got to watch the end of pittsburgh and the ravens lose like that kind of made me feel better i'm not gonna lie i was like ah they yep. blew a game and then in the next they cut to the next one i'm like oh they're gonna blow another one too this is not so bad so technically we're still in first place can't be mad if i'm in first place we'll we'll get to that because there's times where that argument i like falls on on you know I don't want to say deaf ears, but like that's, I know what that's yeah. the saying. I don't like to say that, but that's basically what I'm thinking. Like, I don't always like that, but we will talk about that tonight. I did want to mention that because it seems like everybody's kind of saying that and why that, why in this instance, or at least with this team, that is so vitally important for people to realize. But let's just jump in. I mean, Jay, it doesn't, it, even if we're still in first place. This one does not feel good. No. One, you should just beat this team outright. And, like, you you left points on the board. Like, the four – or when you're on the goal line early or in that game and you do not get in and you only ran the ball once, it's like, whatever, that happens. But kick your field goal. Take your points. You lose by three points. Like, take your points. Please, Kevin. You're, you, you call a great game, but you make these little – boneheaded mistakes and it's costing you games like today oh, especially when you draft a kicker in the fourth round please use them please <laughs> yeah. when you draft a kicker in the fourth round that can that has the ability to make 50 plus yard field goals like we've had hit against us for so long and I, i'm not saying he's justin tucker 
because he's nowhere near that. He doesn't have the sustained success and is not in an organization that has had anywhere near enough sustained success to say that they even have a culture right now or a good culture. The culture's kind of average, just like their record. The Browns are average, and I get it. They have a backup quarterback in there, everything like that. But guess what? I was told that this backup quarterback was better than what we had last year. What we had last year, he that guy has got a lot of issues this year. After pushing through way too much, we were talking about it, Jay, because the game was on here with them in, in Arizona. Yes, Matt Rule sucks. I'm pretty sure the Panthers suck. But Baker has caused himself to suck because of his pride and staying in that game. And he has, like, whatever is the worst form of the yips. He doesn't trust anything about his footwork, his arm, his his offensive line, anything in front of him. And those little things mount up. I was told that our backup quarterback was supposed to be better than that. We have seen that a little bit. But in three fourth-quarter drives where you are down in the game and you got to come back, you know what has happened in two of those instances this year? Two of the three, 67% of the time? Interception. Interception. What happened all the time when the other guy was here, when we were trying to come back? Turnover. Yep. You took it. Penalty, sack, turnover. You can't have that when you are in field goal range. And Cade York, you, you were in his spot. So if you were trying to score a touchdown to win at the very – least try to tie it up get to overtime you feel like you have the momentum because you just scored last and you couldn't do it you don't even give yourself a chance to throw the hail mary when you throw the turnover like it just it kills you as a fan watching the game lose on a turnover that like hurts the most i think it it does hurt the most it it really does when you and i get it that it's third and 23 so they gotta they gotta chuck it down the field and some people make the excuses i Again, I heard that you weren't allowed to make excuses for one guy, and I am not. I am I. We never did on this show do we make excuses. We called everything like it was. I am calling it like it is. Even if you get 10, 15 yards back after that sack, you couldn't take that sack. That is a veteran quarterback that was supposed to learn from Tom Brady. You can't take a sack in that situation. Yes, you got a penalty. You got to get rid of the ball somehow. You got to get rid of the ball faster on some of your screen passes that now you're just chucking at people's feet. That's to me that's as bad as getting a ball uh, getting a, a ball batted down at the offensive line. When you got to when you, you you see it, you double pump a couple times, then you got to throw it at a guy's feet just so that you acted like you're not grounding it, you're throwing it at, at a receiver's uh you're throwing it in the vicinity of a receiver. I don't like either one. Those types of things can't happen and again, I understand the team shouldn't have been in that situation. You go for it on fourth down. We can go back to that. You take three points there. Hey, we're already tied in that instance. So you're only looking for a field goal. So the approach of the offense is probably different with a guy that can kick a 58-yard field goal. I understand all of that. No one is immune to criticism when you lose a game to a team that you are supposed to beat. Totally agree. I mean, yes, we are. we didn't have Miles Garrett. Would it help? Absolutely, it was going to help. But I'm sorry, when you like you said, when you make mistakes big at the end of a game and you leave points on the board, it's on your coach and it's on your quarterback today. It's a plain and simple one. Yeah. And not to mention, so let's not forget another blown coverage. 
I don't know if that's on. I'm not going to sit there and get on there and say fire Joe Woods because guess what, people? You guys keep calling to fire Joe Woods. Who's going to be your defense coordinator? You're going to bring in someone new and change the whole thing up again? Is, it, is that what's going to happen? Because you don't like the way we're schemed. You can't, you can't change the scheme right now, so I, you can't fire the guy right now, I don't think. If you're going to get rid of him, it's going to be next year. So let's please just stop saying fire Joe Woods. I don't like him either, but they ain't firing him. I just It's not how Kevin Stefanski works. But they got to clean up those blown coverages. Like That is unacceptable late in the game when you should be really zeroed in and you are just guys wide open. There wasn't a guy around him for 15 yards. That's completely unacceptable if you got these supposedly awesome secondary that we're supposed to have yeah supposed to have an awesome secondary it was nice to see ward um you know kind of back up his talk this week that hey like if our two guys up front that you know kind of help us to cover for less time if they can't go the leaders on this defense got to step up and i am one of them that was denzel ward this week he backed it up by getting an interception running the route for the receiver, undercutting it. Was that Drake London who he was running with or someone else? Sure, but, man, it was a hell of an interview. I think it was London. I okay. think so. Because, like, I, I never saw – I don't remember much from Pitts or London today. Yeah, Cordell Patterson had a, had a touchdown, and then he was, you know, dealing with an injury coming in already. He wasn't in there. I get everybody frustrated by the drive where Atlanta just run, ran it down our throats, and they, that's why they're saying fire Joe Woods. And another thing we were talking about before we came on, Jay, you know, kind of frustration of people saying, like, you know, complaining about Browns fans on Twitter and saying they want it both ways. My issue, like, when people say fire Joe Woods is they, they don't want to hold the players accountable until they find that one player to go personally at, to dig at, to – uh, feel some sort of vindication because they got him out of town, whatever. I do, we have our issues with Browns fans, and, and we can go back and forth. You say fire Joe Woods. How about you don't get knocked back on your ass? <laughs> yeah. At some point, if a team's running down your throats, like we don't know what the defensive call is. You, you can't say that Joe Woods is calling the wrong defense because they're having success running. It is... And I'm watching replays of these 14, 15-yard run plays by guys we've never heard of. And I, uh, again, they can be calling the perfect play. It's about execution is what they're saying. And again, there's guys on that defensive front today that if you, unless you have TikTok, you've probably never heard of most of them as well. But you got to have some pride at some point when a, in a, when a team gets back-to-back-to-back plays, big chunk run plays. Then they do 10 on you to score a touchdown, and a guy gets his first ever. Another guy that we've never heard of, that's execution. Part of that is execution. The players have to have some accountability for that. There was a problem with people not taking accountability for themselves last year. We were told that the culture, the atmosphere in the locker room has changed. Everyone feels so good. This defense was ready to, to rip. It I'll didn't never, matter who was in there. Like you're, Knowing your culture's changed? When you're consistently having winning season after winning season after winning season. Dude, our culture's not changed. Like, I, I don't know why people continue to think that it's changed. Is, is it as bad as it was? No, it's not as bad as it was. Is it a perfect culture like the Guardians? No, it's not even closer. They have no. well, they're, no, they are a young team, and they have so much room for growth. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot of growing up they still got to do. 
There's the, we said it, and Peter was on it, and we'll talk about our surprise with them being a 90-win team later on. We'll, we'll get to Guardians. Don't worry. This show, even though it's the Browns postgame show on the Big Play Network, will be one of the few that continues to talk baseball, not just add it in now because, it's, because it is relevant or it, uh, you know, it helps the conversation to show that you're big on, the, on, on baseball. There are plenty of people that haven't been talking enough baseball this year that should have been that are now touting themselves as being the biggest yeah. talkers of baseball going. Not getting into that as a, as a, you know, former guest on the show and, and friend of yours and, and mine, Tony Rizzo always says, no names, please. Like, we're not. <laughs> that's the only name I'm going to give because I have to give credit to the saying. I'm not going to take credit for a saying that he said for so long. There's a reason why the Guardians continue to have success, though. It's be- And we said that if they had success this year, if we had to bring up a bunch of young guys, they didn't have the kind of payroll that the rest of the league does. They don't have owners that are going to pay that. It is the consistency within the front office. Guys that, even if they move on to another team, guys get to move up and they've had that training. They've been a part of it. So the, the same people you see every day, if we haven't heard their name, everybody in that organization has. And the one guy, the Hall of Fame manager, Terry Francona, is still at the helm. They have built a culture. So while we may have not have thought the Guardians were going to win that many games, it is not a surprise and no one should be should be that surprised by 90 wins because they have done it. And Mandy Bell had the had the stat. We'll talk about it again later. Five of the last six full seasons, this team has won 90 games. Again, it is it is a an established culture. They are the most successful team in this city. Browns fans, and it's it is what it is, are always going to have the utmost hope. And never be surprised by the utmost down-in-the-dumps type feeling that we get Sunday after Sunday. But you can't just you can't just think that ever you can't say that a culture has changed when they've had one winning season. It was in COVID. There weren't people in the stands. Last year you didn't have a winning season. Most of these years. Just everyone jumps so quick to say that. Like when we had Dorsey in here, and was like, oh, the culture's changed. Like the culture doesn't change overnight. It takes years for that to come in many years many years and i don't know they always keep talking about how the culture's changed culture's not changed like it's just slightly better no that's it we said that there were there were foundations for a culture change when in stefanski's first year but stefanski can continues to make mistakes in crucial situations makes calls to to go for it we're going to break that down on the other side of the break we're going to break down some of these key plays and you know, answer the question, who do you feel is the most to blame or can you put blame everywhere? We'll answer that on the other side as well. But Stefanski continues to put the put this team in or make decisions in crucial situations that come back to haunt you at the end of the game. In a close game, you go back to those one or two plays. That's how... Well, like I said, I tweeted earlier, imagine if we had three more points. Imagine if we like had... that last drive is different. You there's a different feeling when you mm-hmm. when you're tied and you're like, all I gotta do is kick a field goal and we win. I don't have to when you don't have to kick to tie. That is the world of the weight of on your back is so much different when you're in that situation. And he's putting his team in a bad situation. And your coach is supposed to be the guy that's always putting you in a good situation. So let's let's talk about that more on the other side of the break. Going for it on fourth down. Is it, it do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it 
Could it be Kevin Stefanski's downfall here in Cleveland by continuing to go for it on fourth down? We'll talk about that. And who's the most to blame? We'll keep breaking this game down. Browns lose in Atlanta, Hotlanta, 23-20 to the Falcons this afternoon. This is the Browns postgame show on the Big Play Network, known as the voice of the land. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to your Browns postgame show with the Big Play Network. This is the Voice of the Lamb. We're breaking down the Browns. Another loss. Sit at 2-2. Two and two. Yet, they are still at the top of the AFC North today. We, In our first segment, we usually do give thoughts and prayers. We kind of joked about Browns fans on Sundays. I, I would be remiss because I thought about this as we were kind of going through while you were talking about something. Not that I don't listen to you, Jay. I, I listen to you all the time. But um, I do want to send sincere prayers well wishes to everyone in Florida, everyone that's been affected by the path of Hurricane Ian. Um, a lot of a lot of great areas being destroyed, natural resources being destroyed, but also people losing their lives um, or losing their homes, losing their livelihoods, basically. And uh, we can't send enough prayers to them. On if top of just animals, dude. Like there's right. pets that people are still looking for that are like they can't even help themselves. That's even the worst. Like. It, that thing, it was just terrible yes. all around down there. Yeah, nat- natural disasters, like especially from the weather standpoint, that can wreak so much havoc like that. Um, you know, as much as we might get entrenched in and in, in, in escape in, in sports, and you know, you have a weekend where the Guardians are, are playing six against the Royals, the the Buckeyes win a win again. Uh, they beat Wisconsin. They continue on their. On their way, they well, they beat Rutgers this time. Oh yeah, Sorry. it's been it's been a while. Since yeah. we talked about. And to the so. people would say, you know, I don't feel bad. They should have left. Like, dude, not not, not everybody everyone. can just get up and yeah. leave. Like, that's yeah. not possible. I actually, I've lived there. I heard a story about a woman who her husband was like bedridden, mm-hmm. and so she he was they couldn't get him out. So she basically strapped him to the bed and stuck a light in with a life jacket on him, and he was on the second floor, and she was hoping that. You know, it's, it's, that was it wasn't going to get that high. I mean, there's yeah. people that live paycheck to paycheck. Like, yes. that's way more common than people realize. Yeah, it's, and they don't have the money to just get a gas and gas up their car and just leave and go get a hotel somewhere. Like, right. you can't. Yeah, and if everybody leaves all at the same time, then you're then you're stuck in traffic and, you know, causing other, other problems and everything like that. No matter how much we get entrenched in sports, life still find will always find a way to remind us what is most important and, and when it's time when it is time for us to come together i think we need to be together a little bit more than a lot more than we have been but in moments like this this is where people come together so if there's ways and i know that a lot of the broadcasts um uh, for football other sports um you know music shows whatever they all have their thing up there with the texts whatever to red cross and uh you know donate to the fund if you can donate or help out any way Please do. I know we'll, we'll try to do our best to do that as well, but uh, please help out. Um, 
it's never easy to transition back into what we're, what we're talking about, but sports is our escape. And our escape, we hope every Sunday as Browns fans, is that the Browns are going to find a way to win. Or maybe this year is that year where we start stacking those wins. And, you know, you win ugly early where the confidence builds in that locker room. And you see it all the time. Teams have a great year after a terrible year because they've stacked those ugly wins to start. And then come the end, they start playing their best football. If you already have a pretty decent record at that time, then you start getting the really good wins against the really good teams, and you go into the playoffs feeling good. We think that that's going to be the Browns every year. Browns lose 23-20 to the Atlanta Falcons. It's hard not to go back to that, that first drive where they are absolutely destroying the Falcons' defense, getting whatever they want. Fourth and three. Kevin Stefanski goes for it on fourth down again. When you have a guy that can kick from over 50, let alone should be able to get a chip shot with the hash marks being closer. Could that decision-making process from Kevin Stefanski, not just that he calls the plays and won't give that up. That's that's I think that's a conversation for another day. Could going for it on fourth down be a detriment to Kevin Stefanski's tenure here? Yes and no. Like his early call when he was like, which took guts, man, on the other mm. side of the field when he went for it in fourth and inches. Like, I'm okay when it's fourth and inches, fourth and one, and he's sneaking Jacoby Brissett and getting those first downs when you're out of field goal range. But when you're in field goal range, there's a reason that you take field goals, and they've been taking field goals for years in years in years, and now all of a sudden they say, well, that's not analytics. Well, analytics doesn't account for momentum shift. So if you're a team on defense, just a team in general, and the team drives all the way down there and then you stop them four times, that momentum is now shifted on your side. You're riding high. You're feeling good about yourself. And your other team's like, oh, my God, we went all the way down there. We got nothing. Like, you can't – analytics cannot – they don't account for momentum and emotions of the game. And that's why sometimes I think the analytics part of this team gets in their way. The analytics definitely gets in the way. And uh, I guess Stefanski said something in the um, in the postgame press conference where, you know, some of the uh, other postgame shows that were going on um, on various networks, he said something that they're not going to, you know, he's trying to explain it. He's like, we're not going to deviate from our plan or from our protocol or whatever. Yeah, it's like, dude, okay, it's not working. Stop Is, being so arrogant, please. And they were well. People were, were like, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or whatever. Like thinking that there's someone telling him in his ear to go for it, like an analytical, just like there's like an independent. There's supposed to be an independent. There is someone that goes in the ear and they tell him like, this is what happens on this situation and the percentages and all yeah. this. Yes, they're not making the decision though. It's on Kevin. I hope so. God, I hope so. I mean, if that, if then they got way bigger problems. If someone else is making those calls. I mean, yeah. I mean. Because they they got to be at the most just feeding him the information. Like if you you know if you go for it here, like conversion happens such and such percentage. Mm-hmm. Like up to you if you if you go for it. Take the points. I don't. I mean, I think we're all in agreement on that, right, Peter? I mean, yeah. I mean, the like Jay said, when it's a, you know fourth and inches and you're not in field goal range, that's it's not going to bite him. If he, if they're successful, yeah, you know, if if he does it a lot and it's not successful, um, you know, sneak, having uh, Brissett sneak it like that, I thought that was a good call. Um, I, I I can't remember, but I sometimes you see these fourth down calls and they're like, let's do a pass, you know, like some something where you 
where you are, you have to go back, you know, five yards mm-hmm. from the line of scrimmage to try and get something to develop in front of you. Where if it's something short like that, yeah, you should be able to do a sneak or even, you know, like a fullback run to get a, a, a yard. So I, as long as they're successful, I think it's going to be fine. But yeah, when you're down in the red zone, you know, the momentum shift. Yeah, it would have been a little bit of a letdown to have the three points, but it was a far bigger letdown to have no points. Right. Exactly. And, and I mean, you can say that, you know, can't let hindsight necessarily be the ultimate decider of how you need someone to be. I'm not asking Kevin Stefanski to get rid of all of his aggressiveness because I like, there's an element of Stefanski being aggressive that I like, but you got to be in- intelligent and aggressive at the same time. You got to find a balance, and he has not found that balance. Exactly. Again, you're on the road. Def- uh, you know, you're in someone else's in someone else's house. You drive all the way down. You think, you know, that run play with Chubb, he loses three yards, and you don't, you can't convert on third down. You know what usually works for you with your run game. Everything is shortened in that part of the field. It didn't quite work. Your defense did the same thing to them. They took the three. I know that they were a little bit further away from the end zone, but you, they still took three. So that's a six-point swing right there to start. You got you to gotta take the points. And, again. So there was a point later in the game where we had the long – it was at the end of the game. Yeah. And there was a chance for a long-distance field goal. Yeah. I'm not going to hold that against him for not kicking it. Did I want him to try it? Hell yeah, I want him to try it. I want to see what York can kick. Like, I'm, right. I'm just curious to see if this kid can do it. But you want that with like a few seconds left. Like, if that's yeah. the ultimate. I still, win. I personally, I would have probably tried it right there. Right. But I'm not mad that he didn't because it's a long field goal. It's like, all right, I understand. You want to punt it, pin him back there, right. let your defense do its thing. And I'm not did. mad about that. <laughs> but when you're right there and it's just a chip shot, hmm. take the easy points that they're there for. I'm telling you, like, the greatest coaches ever don't do, like, pass up those points. They know how valuable they are. And like you said, especially on the road. And I don't, I still don't understand when, you know, when the ball is spotted on a hash mark and it's like, it's on, you roll to the same way that the the hash mark that you're on. So, like, let's say that you're, you're looking at the field and you got your left, left side of the hash marks, your right side of the hash marks. Ball's on the, on the right hash marks. And then you roll to the right. Everything is already condensed. So, like, your passing attack is not, you know, you got to find a way, if you're going to throw down there, to not get into a fourth down situation. You got to find some unique ways. We saw with Carolina and Arizona, yes, they have a running quarterback in, in Kyler Murray. So, yes, he the ball was on the left hash mark. He rolls out to the right misdirection. There's plenty of more space to work with there. And I also understand for a right-handed quarterback, the, the hardest throw is rolling to your left. He, I don't think Brissett can make the other throw. It's just so hard. Right, but like it's it's the little dump-offs and finding a way to, you know, a guy that is on the end of the line that is, you know, blocking and getting the defense to bite on the motion one direction and then quickly cuts back out. Now, instead of being like this this – ultimate bullet throw that you got to make across your body from the left side of the field, which is the hardest for a right-handed quarterback to make. I understand that a little lob pass or something. When things are wide open, you have time to set like things like that. Some more innovation down there would be nice. You get to fourth down. Those things don't work. 
whatever you've done doesn't work, go take the points. Uh, that's on coaching. Going for it too much is could be his downfall. Yes, if it works, everyone's screaming, and especially if it's in First Energy Stadium, like the crowd is going to go absolutely bonkers. I mean, there's. You might, I mean, if you're at home, maybe do go for it and fourth down and goal. It's different because you you have your crowd behind you. So if it's almost like pinning a a, a team back deep on a punt, mm-hmm. now you're the crowd gets into it, and it's a lot harder to get those signals in. For the opposing team, vice versa. When they're right down there, even whether it's the dog pound or the other side, like those two ends of the stadium, you can generate a lot of noise and a lot of disruption for the other team. That's why, that's why Seattle calls their fans the twelfth man. That's why people say the twelfth man or the sixth man. Fans can be the sixth man in basketball. Like, disrupt the timing, disrupt the ability to communicate for the other team. You're on the road though; those fans are against. You, they're if they're trained well enough, or they know the game of football well enough. They're trained well enough. <laughs> I, I mean, Peyton Manning kind of trained the Indianapolis Colts fans pretty pretty well. Like, oh, did he? Like, like if you watch a Peyton Manning Indianapolis Colts game in an in a dome, especially where like the you know like the noise is gonna bounce off walls. When the Colts run offense with Manning, I'm, I'm you know I'm laughing about this. Why? You didn't see the Browns video in the beginning of the year with Joel Petonio telling the fans how to fan. I thought it was corny as hell could be. I'm like, all right, guys, come on. I, I know how to fan, but. I mean, it's one thing for Joel, Joel Petonio, but when you got, like, a franchise quarterback and Peyton Manning, like, Colts fans, like, they would get quiet when the offense would be operating so that they could get all of their signals, all of their checks, all of their audible calls. Everyone could hear all that stuff. Like, fans, home fans are going to know those types of things. So now, hey, we're pinned back deep, but we can we can do what we need to do because we have the ability to communicate. The defense is showing us something different than we expected. Here's the audible. Everyone's already on the same page. The defense is can only do so much. So I don't that's going all the way back, and that's one play out of a game that we went all the way back to the first quarter for that still had an impact at the end. This team will not win consistently. Until those type of moments are, we can talk about the good side of how that play impacted the end of the game instead of the negative way. Yeah, I mean, right now they're, they don't have a lot of things. They can't do a lot of things wrong and win. You almost got to be perfect because you do have a backup quarterback in. Huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Uh, everybody, uh, Guy got ran out of town for that, but uh, yeah, Jacoby Brissett's a lot better, guys. Get on that Brissett Express, everybody. I'm not going to. Sorry, like I, I like I want the guy to succeed, and I want he's, he's just all right because I mean, he's, he's not put, bad. He's not bad. He's just right. all right. That's what he is. He right. Is what he but is. Like, I'm not going. I'll to. give him this. I got I got to call one of your teammates, Mr. Aaron Goldhair, a friend of mine. Calls him concrete feet all the time. He's got concrete. Like Jacoby Brissett can run pretty damn good. Like he's pretty nimble on his feet. I gotta give him that. Today I, that run was pretty good. I that was nice. If you got Brissett on your team and you get like fourth and inches, even if he's your backup quarterback, you might just want to put the fourth and inches package in for Brissett. Especially if like when Watson comes back and we yeah, all he's know, just our fourth down quarterback. Like, now. like QB <laughs> sneak. Go. Like I don't know that dude. Like it. Do, it's not just like he gets the ball over the line. 
He it's picks like he, up a couple yards. Yeah, he, yeah. He, it's like and then he, when they cheated, they went off sides, busted him up in the middle. He just bounces off him and ran to the outside <laughs> for five more. I'm like, go, my dude, go. The, the one, the one thing I will say about Brissett compared to Baker is you're right in the in the two games where we're trying to lead. He's trying to lead the drives down to win, come back, win the game. He throws the interceptions, but those are the only two interceptions he has this year. Granted, it, granted, they're big. You know, the the timing is horrible. Uh, but yeah, he's he's really been good. I think not turning over the ball. I understand. I'll put it this way: I'd like to see Would the ball go through the quarterback throw three early receptions and lead the game-winning drive, or have a perfect game and at the end throw the interception. And I know your answer, obviously. Like I don't care what you do in this so much as being a game. It's what you do at the end. You got to yeah, close. Yeah, you yeah, got to well, finish. No, I agree. The game. You got to win the game. What have you done for me lately? That's what the yeah. that's what the NFL is. That's why they say not for long. And I'm not here to I'm not here to like blame Brissett only or whatever. But like again, we're still in a situation where things have to go perfect. And I want Brissett to do well because of the difficult situation he's in. The coaching staff needs to be, needs to be better. I don't want to hear them say they need to be better after the game. You just got to be better. At That's some right. point, when you say, I need to be better, you need to well, actually. They're going to tell you that with I, saying nothing I, I at know. the same time. And it's it, like it's it, it pains me to no end to hear those types of things. That's why I really don't listen to post-game press conferences unless I got to edit the sound <laughs> at this point. Because like at some point, when you say, I need to be better, that needs to smack you in the face. And sometimes that consequence of smacking you in the face is going to be a lot worse than what it needs to be if you could actually just change it a lot sooner. Stop going for it when points are there for the taking. Maybe they, they did look out, though. Maybe, maybe they should have watched the tapes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God, Hugh. <laughs> I'm just glad that every t- uh, the Steelers and the Ravens both lost. We've lucked out. We have, we have lucked out. So We we'll- were talking about that, and... It kind of reminds me of the Guardians. I almost said Indians. Yes, everyone says, oh, we weren't in a great division. We were in a great division. But guess what? That young team got getting better while the division kept not doing so good. And the rest of the division mm-hmm. crumpled. White Sox. And <laughs> Look at you, Elvis Andrews. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that was great. You're I, sweeping yeah, I'm, I love how you're sweeping up That's the crumbles the of your own team. That's the crumbles. <laughs> But yeah. that, and so do the White Sox. They let us stick around. If this division keeps letting yeah. us stick around and stick around, like I said, they are a young team. They will get better. Yep. And we got our opinions about Watson and all, but he is a phenomenal talent at quarterback. And if they let him stick around till he gets here, I feel the, the division could be ours. It really could. Right. But why you can't waste these opportunities. Like right now you could have a bigger lead in that division, but you wasting the opportunities and we can't. You got to capitalize on every time you can take a win. And if this organization wants any of that trade to, um, you know, kind of put them in a better light, be like a PR uh, shining light instead of a nightmare for them, this team needs to do more to put the team in ability to have success. That, winning like, cures all. Winning. <laughs> Winning is is the biggest cure, and there were teams that won and, and lost today around the league too. And I know you just mentioned the AFC North where we're tied. We'll look at those games on the other side of the break. But before we can talk about that, if you want some of your voice on land gear, hey, we got a place to go. I know Paulus's face shows up. Trust me, if you go to the website that's on the screen here in just a few seconds, it's a much upgraded face on there. 
there is there is product with a upgraded face on our website. This is the Voice of Land, your Browns postgame show on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Man, the, the <laughs> stuff that goes on during the breaks here when our mics are muted, when audio takes care of our mics and you can't hear us. You I know. say some off the wall stuff that makes Kevin. Yeah, laugh. there's some de- there's some definitely some off the wall stuff going on. Uh, Fire the coaches! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just you just had to be there to, yeah. to know what's going on there. Don't try to explain it; they won't get it. No, that's no people. We can't give them everything. I feel no. like we give way too much. We peel back the curtain way too much from time <laughs> to time. So I feel like sometimes we got to keep that curtain over top of the uh, over top of the show and. We are going to peel back the curtain right now, though, on the NFL, because we have not had a chance in these postgame shows, which we haven't been able to do much of with the different times of the games and it, all of us being busy right now and being here, being there, where wherever we might be. We were on Zoom last week, and thanks to Justin Cooper for filling in last week. But let's whip around the league a little bit with some of the games that happened, of course, started early today at 9.30, and I opened Twitter, and I appreciate you, Jay, because... Your tweet was the first one that showed up that uh, make sure you set your lineup. lineup. (laughs) If you got anybody in the Vikings or the Saints, I probably should have put Chris Olave in, but that's. I did. That's that's okay. I mean, I I, that one I that one I missed only because by the time I got to it, you know, kind of trying to clean up the apartment didn't get there. But Vikings squeak out of England Tottenham Hotspur uh, Stadium with a 28-25 win. They go to three and one. On the season, do the Vikings Saints fall to one and three with Andy Dalton as their quarterback, Jameis Winston not able to play. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the AFC North because that's where the most of the time will be, and then we can talk about what may what other game stands out to you. We don't need to go through every other score. Jets end up beating the Steelers at the end of the game. There, that, uh, I mean, we've been there. Yeah, it was a we've nice the rookie running back at the end. They looked like a fumble, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, ah. Oh. And then they replayed it, and it showed them sneak the ball right across, mm-hmm. hit the ground, and then the, it was already across. And I'm like, right. And even if even if that the nose of the football doesn't cross the plane, like, and that's all it needs to do. Even if it doesn't, I think that that they weren't going to be able to overturn anything or review anything because they called him down by contact. I be, I believe that they called him down by contact in that instance. So even with the fumble, they would have gotten another chance, and you, you got to. At some point, at the one-inch line, you you got to knock it in. So, Jets get the touchdown, though. Get the stop. Kenny Pickett, now the quarterback for the Steelers. I know people like to call him Kenny Small Hands Pickett. But, I uh, call him Kenny Carney Hands. Kenny Carney Hands? You've never seen Austin Powers? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's two things in this world that scare me, and nuclear war is one of them. What's the other one, Austin? 
Carnies. Carnies. Circus field. <laughs> Look, smell like cabbage. Small hands. I mean, if I'm going to compare it to any sort of movie, I'm going to go to a scary movie, too, where the uh, guy that's like the butler at the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to use my strong hands. <laughs> quick. Hold, grab on to my strong hand. I'll pull you up. Use your other hand. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, small hands comes up in our yeah. house, right? My, my germs. germs. <laughs> oh, my God. How did we do that at the same time? Oh, All boy. Right, so what about the AFC North? <laughs> uh, the AFC North is uh, my germs. <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely got some germs in the AFC North right now. As, you know, Steelers lose. They fall to one and three. I, And, again, we joke about Kenny Pickett, but he's in the right situation where that's, a, that's an organization – that has a really good culture. They haven't been under 500. Uh, every, all Browns fans like to think that the Steelers are going to be under 500. They are right now. They haven't been under 500 under Mike Tomlin yet. It could happen this oh, year. Oh, it's going to happen this year. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying don't just assume that he's going to fail or whatever. The Steelers are going to find a way to put him in the most success. If he doesn't, if Kenny Pickett doesn't have success with the Steelers, you know that there's a problem with Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. In the National Football well, Yeah, League. I mean, he's got three receivers there and a hell of a running back, except for his offensive line sucks. But Well, who do you consider his three wide receivers? Because I would say two. He's yeah. got Dante Johnson, Claypool, yeah. <laughs> and Pickens. But yeah. Claypool, he's really dropped off a lot. He's still a big receiver. I mean, if that's your third receiver, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, Claypool got uh, too entrenched in that TikTok, and uh, you see yeah. what that you see what happens there. So Steelers were well in control of that. They, he got they, clipped, I guess. Is that what his term was for us? Yeah, against Kansas City. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Screw him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, screw him. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, Jets come back on the on the Steelers. They were after the Steelers were down. They make the change. Kenny Pickett gets two rushing touchdowns. His first pass is an interception, but he took a shot deep. It was almost like a punt. Um, they were well in control, and we know exactly what that's like. Somehow the Jets d- did it again. Zach Wilson comes in in his first game of the year and beats the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And then the other team that was well in control, the Baltimore Ravens, I saw 20-3 to on the scoreboard. I'm thinking, Ravens are going to run away with this one against Buffalo. But then, then I looked, and there's this phone booth, and Superman came out in the form <laughs> of Josh Allen, and he took over. Like, I seen that dude make a play. Look like someone's going to – Juked one way, another guy came, he did one of those like real quick like spin move. The quarterback spins out bootlegs, throws it downfield for a first down. I'm like, this guy's incredible, man. He he is incredible, and you know, a guy that we probably should should uh. look again. Hindsight <laughs> hindsight is always twenty twenty, but what would he, what would he what would his progress look like if he was with this organization going through some of that stuff versus Buffalo who seem to put the right pieces in place to help him progress. People land in the situation they are meant to land in. So I'm not going to feel like he would have been, I uh, think it would have been fine. I I don't honestly, I don't know the way that we've kind of chewed up and spit out some quarterbacks that had probably had a good offensive line. And then he would have been, I think it would have been fine, but we'd all, it's just speculation. So yeah, big body, all we care is he beat the Ravens. That's all we That's, need him to do. I, I'm happy about that. What every long-term uh, beat reporter for the Browns have always wanted, like that big body, tall quarterback that, that can run. And Josh Allen has shown that. You said he went into the phone booth. Superman came back out. 
John Harbaugh went into the phone booth and gave us a fancy came back out. <laughs> no, then his brother came back out. The and other Harbaugh came out. I was like, oh, okay. One of the two, because he went for it on that fourth down, and then, you know, instead of kicking and, and getting the points and then trying to, um, you know, maybe maybe your defense feels a little differently coming out there. Yeah, they're hemmed back deep late in the game, but it's it's Josh Allen, and this off, that offense is well-in-tuned, and they, they're they a really good team. Like, they're they're – they're Super Bowl predicted champs for a reason. I was happy, and more I, legitimate than any any of the last couple of years where the Browns were. I got a problem. Like I, I always root for Buckeye, even when they go to the Steelers. J.K. Dobbins. And, yeah, I was happy to see him out there running around, for, looking like the old J.K. Dobbins. For everything he's been through, yeah, I just too. wanted him to get out there. We knew he was special. We knew he was talented. He can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, you know, a great runner. You got Lamar Jackson back there, a former MVP. Baltimore letting two games this year slip away, just like the Browns have let two games slip away. So Steelers Maybe. lose, Ravens lose. That puts the Ravens at two yeah. and two, Steelers at one and three. Yes, the Bengals won. They've won two straight. They won on uh, Thursday night. There's a whole thing with two. We don't have enough time to get into get into that. Ooh. People got fired for a reason. Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I think their coach should be fired, but that's just my opinion. I cannot believe that dude put, put him out there after that one – Last week, enough has been enough has been yeah. been said. Like he should not have come back in the game on Sunday. When you see, and I know the NFL just made the change. When you see a guy that woozy with his legs, like there's there's a problem, there is a problem there, and you need to have the health and safety of your players well, at the forefront. Any other game stand out to you? The one, yeah. I mean, the Raiders are no longer undefeated. Oh, the Broncos! <laughs> but the Broncos lost again. Man, that, that big expensive quarterback ain't working too good out there, is he? Maybe you should stop making weird videos on TikTok, dude, and worry about your football team. I don't know what that was. And then his Subway commercial, the Dangers Subs, is the worst Subway commercial I've ever seen. Like, I'm like, I'm getting Jersey Mike's just because your commercial was so terrible. I was like, what are you doing? If you heard the and you're just listening to the audio on Google, Spotify, or Apple, I was trying to mimic the TikTok or whatever that Russell Wilson did that everybody is is mimicking now. I don't know. He left Seattle and now it's He's just weird. It's just So I weird. think uh Jay needs it's to like reach the Kyrie out. Uh, serum or something. Jay, Jay needs to reach out to Jersey Mike's this uh weekend try and land a sponsorship. Yeah, I can make a better commercial than uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Can. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get sure. you, we'll get you. We'll get you. I can, all I gotta do is go eat Jersey Mike's. It's delicious. <laughs> Boom! Better than Russell Wilson's commercial, right there. There you go. The only one of the main sub shops that uses gluten free bread, and I can actually go get a sub sandwich because there. of my food allergies. That sounds like Boom. a good uh, fit then. Hey, yeah, Jersey Mike's. Cocky's Bagels just opened up next to the studio down in the flats, and they make uh, gluten and dairy free breakfast sandwiches and lunch sandwiches, like. We need to get one of these kind of sponsorships besides so get some food be- for things that I can actually eat. There you go. Peter, any uh, any games stand out to you? No, not, I mean, not really. It's, you know, the whole thing with the Broncos and that I I like Russell Wilson. I mean, I have always thought he was a, a good guy. I liked him as a quarterback, you know. always root against him if he's playing the Browns, of course. And I thought, okay, Denver might be a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just surprised at just how. Was it Russell Wilson or was it Pete Carroll? Yeah. Because yeah. right now, because right now, Geno Smith like, is playing better than him. Yeah, right now it 40, looks like Pete Carroll. Forty-eight points for the Seahawks today, and what was was that? I don't know. Detroit? I'd love to pull the box score up, but my phone gives me a white screen right uh, now. Let's see. <laughs> I got a box score here. Uh, Geno Smith, twenty-three of thirty, three hundred twenty yards, two TDs. 
Um, Rashad Penny finally coming to fruition in that backfield. I know a lot of people liked him in fantasy a couple years back. He was like a, a sleeper, a dark horse in fantasy. 17 carries, 151 yards, and two touchdowns. 8.9 yards he had to have a per carry long average. One then. He had a long of 41, nice. his longest run of the day. And then DK Metcalf coming through, even though he didn't score a TD, so it's not going to help my fantasy team that much in a league I'm 0-3. And, and the only money league I'm in, seven receptions, 149 yards, 21.3 yards per reception average, long of 54, targeted 10 times. So seven uh, caught 70% of the passes thrown to him, just didn't get catch it in the end zone. Will Disley and Noah Fant, the uh, tight ends. Caught the touchdown passes. So, Geno Smith, next time, find my boy Metcalf so I can get the extra <laughs> points on there for, for touchdowns. Um, and the one that just went final before we hit our final break of the night, overtime right up to the end of the game, 27-24 Packers over the Patriots. Perfect. Pa- prayers out to Brian Hoyer, who uh, got in the game and was knocked out early, I think, with a head injury. Oh. Um, they had to go to their third-string quarterback, the guy out of Western Kentucky. Uh, I don't even know his Zap. name. Zap Zappy. Man. Zappy. Yeah. Zappy. Will uh, something Zappy. So, Zappy got happy on the field, and, but, Zap Zoo. but is no <laughs> longer. I, I'm not even trying to rhyme. I got no words left. We need to talk Guardians baseball, though. So that is around the league. Browns lose 23 to 20 in Atlanta. I think the biggest takeaway from all those scores we just went around, like we just said, I think it is important in this regard. The Browns are still in first place or tied for first place. I think they have first place because of their uh, division record. Yep. The division games always count for two. You see it in every sport. Division games, especially in football, when you only play six of them, they matter most. you got to go win those games if you want to have any shot of being in the mix win Watson comes back or winning the division for the first time in a long time this season. So keep things in perspective. I know it's difficult right now. 24 hours is not going to feel very good. Monday is not going to uh, feel very good, unlike a victory Monday does. But, hey, you got to come back. Chargers looked like they were, you know, looked like an unbeatable team. Not so much anymore. Even today, getting out to a big lead, letting a team get back into it. So, Come home, get in front of your fans, come out with a better game plan, take the points when you got them, be aggressive when you need to. Hats off to the Browns. And run the football. For sitting Miles Garrett. I wanted to say that. I almost forgot. Well, Adam's. Like you said, with all the Tua stuff, which I'm not going to get into, thank you for putting him above the team for his health. Putting health and safety of a human being over the well-being of a team in professional sports. and uh, as, as hard as we were on the team today, I think that was a very classy move on them. Very classy move. Adam Schefter saying he might be out two to four weeks. We'll, we'll see. I know he wanted to play this week, so we'll see what, you know, he's, he's not human in certain regards, but I think this week kind of showed even the most physical and athletic guys, you know, we're all still human beings. So, um we just got to leave the NFL talk there. Let's have some fun at the end. I know we usually have a fun topic, but we're going to keep it going with sports. The Guardians, 90 They're pretty wins. fun. They're, pretty, They're fun. pretty fun. They're going to the playoffs, guys. Let's talk about it. On playoffs? The you bet right we're going to the playoffs. We're going to talk about that next and finish out the show. This is the Voice of Land, your Browns postgame show, turning to the Guardians here on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. 
Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Your Cleveland Guardians are a 90-win baseball team with, what, three games to go? Four, three or four. Three or four games still left to go, and then we hit the playoffs. Boy, what a fun season baseball has been. You know that right here on The Voice of Land, we have not forgotten about the Guardians. Kevin Arnold, always positive. Jay Peter, better known as Audio on this show. He is our AI system. He is somewhere out there in the stratosphere getting us to sound as good as he can don't know if the cameras make us look any better. If you only listen to the audio and you don't follow us on VTL underscore pod or voice land on all social media, big play and watch our live shows or replays of the shows. I guess more power to you sometimes, even at least on my end. But what looks good is baseball in this town. And when baseball is, is rolling as it has last few years, we said Mandy Bell had the stat five out of the last full baseball seasons, the Cleveland guardians, the baseball team here when they were the Indians and now when the Guardians they have had success and they've had 90 win teams and it starts in the dugout with who were the only other teams it was the Yankees the Yankees the Astros and the Dodgers the Dodgers who I mean if you payroll teams right there can you only imagine if those six years you added their total payroll and then over the six years our total payroll because each year they get like a hundred million more than us. That would have just been stacking and stacking. I mean, they would have even having half of that or sixty percent. Probably of have that. a billion dollars worth of payroll on top of us yeah, over that probably. span. But I mean, it's just it, it's a testament to this organization. It's a testament to their development of young players. I I have wanted them to develop young, uh, develop outfielders that could hit. Well, now you got Stephen Kwan out there, and you got SpongeBob Oscar Gonzalez <laughs> out there. You bring up Will Brennan. He hits his first home run. Today. Miles Straw is not doing too bad right Miles now. Miles Straw, defensively all year, he's been a Gold Glover, and that's why he has stayed exactly. out there, and that's why Terry Francona has kept him in the lineup. As rough as it was to watch him at the plate, he first never for stopped a while. playing hard. Never stops playing you, hard. You watch him now; he's getting triples and extra bases. We gets on base; he steals bases. Like he's doing everything he can do, and Terry stuck with him because of that. I believe Terry did stick. He definitely stuck with him because who is it? Jose Reyes. Was that, was that not Jose Reyes? Framil Reyes. Framil Reyes. He wasn't doing that. He was doing. He was no. completely doing the opposite, and that's why they let him go. And yeah. this team took off. He's like, we gave him chances. We sent him down. Like, you got to get your stuff together. Come in better shape. He didn't, and he just wasn't buying into that culture that the Guardians have. And they were like, if you're not going to do it, we, we you're just wasting up space here. And they let him go. Right. If if you and not- look, Oscar Gonzalez gets all his time, and look what he's done. If you're not going to play the way that this team wants to play, Reyes just didn't fit the system as great as a great of a guy that he was and can be a really good player and a power hitter, that cleanup hitter you want. That's the new age. That's the new age baseball cleanup hitter, especially with both leagues now having a DH. That's the cleanup hitter you want. Strikes out a lot, but when he hits it, you're going to hit it far and, and drive in runs with those home runs. 
But that's not how the Guardians play. There's a reason why their uh, social media makes jokes all the time. We play a disgusting, and I put disgusting in quotes for people that can't see us, disgusting brand of baseball. Justin and I talked about it last week. They play baseball the way it's supposed to be played. Get them on, get them over, get them in. And then the once you get the train rolling the singles or, or doubles, guys aren't trying to go up there all the time and hit it out. I, the I mean, one, what, what were we <coughs> complaining about last year? The averages of this team. I'm like, yeah. dude, like, come on. Like, they everything's were below Mendoza line. Yeah, there's like three guys below 200. I felt like I'm like, this is just driving me nuts. And I would, and I tell you how Albert Bell would always come on RBS and talk about hit for average, the power will come. Right. And look at Quan. They, I, Quan is a prime example of that. And then I, apparently Tito is a fan of the show, got the message last year, and boom, we get a new hitting coach. This guy gets in here, and now everyone's hitting for average. When this team shouldn't be where they're at, you know. No matter the brilliant the 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 thing about Cleveland fans, and we were talking about them with Browns. No matter how far they go in this playoff run next year, when like that when they start out and the the offense isn't hitting, or they're getting that stretch where the offense is offense isn't hitting, you know what they're gonna what fans are gonna call for? Fire the hitting coach. <laughs> just like they just like they want to fire Joe Woods. It's gonna be you know. Yeah, because they haven't seen this team go cold in April every single year. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a stunner every single time. It's like Stone Cold just came in and the glass breaks and he just comes in like, oh my god, this team's not hitting. This shouldn't be happening. Fire the coach. Yeah. No, it it happens every year. Well, that's but, why they're called fanatics. Yes, fan is short for fanatics for a reason, and you could use that to me too. I mean, I've been, we've all been there. We've all been those fans, those fanatic fans. We've all um, kind of had those blinders on where we couldn't see things clearly. It's because you love. I mean, I get it. You love your team, and when it they don't do as you want them to, do, it hurts. And when you're when you're hurt and you're mad and upset, you say things you don't mean sometimes. And I get it. But this team has done more than we have expected them to do, except for Peter. I, I mean, will give him credit. He's an AI system. He had to calculate it already. Like, he can't fool me. Analytics do work more in baseball than they do in any other sport. I, I, so. don't, I don't know if I had him at 90, but I thought they were going to be oh, well over, you know, 50, you know, 500. So. I saw what Ultron did when he tapped in the internet, how much information he got so quickly. Yeah, yeah. This guy's got all, every game. He's like, all right, we're going to win. <laughs> 92 games. You also have to remember Ultron also decided after like, you know, 30 seconds of the internet that, yeah, humanity's got to go. So not necessarily the best thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? He probably hit t- TikTok and was like, <laughs> I don't know how to co- transition from that one. But it's probably so true. So TikTok is like, I don't know. yikes. I need a distraction. <laughs> this place has got to go. Well, if you would have saw Quan, he would have been like, oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the human race yeah, has a chance. You should have watched more Guardians baseball. Guardians baseball. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's, I, see, it we, brings joy to us. I get why I get why you say I'm a little too professional. <laughs> sometimes I, I really transition out. Really, we should just be having fun and uh, just glancing over all of that. But I, just to transition back into this, 90 and 69 this season. A lot of players have made their major league debut. What is it, 16, 17 guys at this point? Yeah. A lot. Uh, he, now, of course, the latest one has been Bo Naylor. Which was cool that he got to bat right next to his brother. He got to, he got to bat right next to his brother. 
at the he was brought up at the expense with only six games to go at the or four or five of Brian Shaw. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I am not the biggest Brian Shaw fan here. Um, um, I know that he has come through in big situations, um, but he has also given me uh, gray hairs up in my head watching him pitch and giving up leads too often as well. However, in saying that, I did question the move, and I hope that he clears waivers where he can be brought back and whatever, however many players are allowed on the playoff roster can be brought back because whether he pitches or not, there are this team is young and the playoff situations playoff baseball is a lot different than the regular season playing as good as they are going in is great having the pitching staff and this you know us against the world we got nothing to lose type mentality that these young guys have they're just going out there and playing a child's game and enjoying every second of it with each other all of that can help you and benefit you in the playoffs and gives you the chance to win and win it all. I, that's not a prediction, but they haven't been in the situations. The games are going to feel like they're longer. The, the innings are going to feel like they're longer. Guys are going to be standing on their feet out there in the... The pressure's out, amplified, everything. Is. Pressure is amplified. There's more eyes on you because there's, there's less games now going on in baseball, less teams... Now playing, you're all on uh, national television. You need the guys that have been there to be around. And again, if it's not coming into the game and calming a th- calming things down because they know how to react in those situations, it's talking to the guys out there in the bullpen with these younger arms coming in. Like, just go be you. Do this. Do that. We've we've looked at the we've looked at these hitters. We know how they what they like to attack. Just go be you in the dugout, in the clubhouse, talking to guys. Hey, like, you know, we're in this seven game series and, you know, we're, we won two of them. We just lost one. It's okay. Like that calming factor of someone that's been there before. I did question Brian Shaw not being here. And like you, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not an anti like Brian Shaw fan. I don't hate him. I'm not like, he makes anti, me nervous. Just like, but I tell you this much and listening to, I think it was Andre not said it. If you loved what uh, Emmanuel Classe has done this year, you don't get that without Brian Shaw being you don't. here. You, you Brian don't. Shaw is the one that, the year before, and Tito, anytime you want him, boom, you come out there, and he would always use his workhorse. He was always ready and available and always made himself ready. And last year, Classe kind of wasn't like that. He said he wouldn't be feeling as good. And he learned from Brian Shaw to make yourself constantly available, always be ready, and he attributes that to Brian Shaw teaching him how to be a better workhorse at what he does a better workhorse knowing you know and coming into situations and and nailing it down doing what you you want to be the great closer that he is and be one of the greatest ever you always got to be ready to play dude and if anybody knows what it means to get out of a jam too like and having that calm resolve within you as a reliever to get out of a jam when you don't have your best stuff to start the inning it's Brian Shaw. Like, I could be a fanatic and say, like, oh, Brian Shaw blew another one. Fire the bullpen coach. Fire the <laughs> fire the pitching coach. No. Uh, again, you got to look at things realistically. And I hope uh, – it's hard for me to even say it the, from the fanatic side, but I am looking at things clearly. I hope, for this team's sake, Brian Shaw clears waivers and is able to come back. I have not seen news of it, but I haven't been able to look at – 
Twitter all day. I know you guys mentioned like a crazy scene in in the soccer world today too in Indonesia. And we want to prayers to the families of people lost and, and people being trampled um, in that as well. Like I didn't even know that happened because I haven't been able to look at things. I hope Brian Shaw can come back. Right now, if the play, if the season ended today with only a few games left, the Guardians would be facing the Tampa Bay Rays. Is there a team you guys would rather Tampa face? Bay. Tampa Bay. Their pitch, their starting pitchers, like their team, just kind of falling apart. I believe that most three of their starting pitchers are hurt. I mean, Seattle is probably the team. If there's a team I don't want to see, it's probably Seattle, just because of recent history of how yeah. we faced them. But I know Julio Rodriguez was dealing with some some injuries, and Honestly, I'm not some afraid of either of them. No, they were playing so much better than when we played Seattle, and we didn't. Our rotation, we were playing, I think, two bullpen games against them or something, or they're paying the back end of our starters. They didn't. The advantage is that you're here, yeah. too. All three, like, if you need them, all three games of the wild card series are here. You don't travel to wherever, whatever team you're facing. You don't travel to their home park. I just hope fans buy out these playoff tickets, like, right from the start. Because right now, all we're guaranteed is two more games after we have finished this weird six-game series with the Royals. We're only guaranteed two more games. Fans need to show up and show the the respect, the, you know, give back to them. We've given to them, and they've given back to us. Now it's time for uh, from the fans' perspective to give back to the players. Let's sell out Progressive Field. Let's make that place loud. I've heard that these tickets aren't, like, selling out. If you got the money, and I know that they're more expensive, I'm not telling people how to spend their money. If you got the money, and I know that there's people that are, would be willing to do it, if it's possible in your pocketbook, not telling you have to, let's try to sell out Progressive Field for the betterment of these players and this coaching staff. Nothing? I, I oh, mean, okay. you said it perfectly. <laughs> like, yeah, get there. Get loud. I'm, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, maybe we should all go together if we can get tickets or something. But I didn't want to put anybody on the spot and be like, I'm busy. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's so hard, too, because don't know what times these games are at. Yeah, Plus, no they start on Friday, so you still got high school football yep. going on. And, uh, you know, yes, you we all have it. responsibilities with that. But that's that's a difficult thing. I know that that's difficult for families that want to bring uh, people to, you know, people to the game. High school football is a big thing here. Um, you know, Saturday – you know, Ohio State's on the road, but I've I don't think I've ever been to a playoff game for a Jan has been Jan has been to a lot of them. I've never been to one. I've been to a Cavs playoff game. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of Cavs. It playoff is fun. Games. I've been to a few. I've never been to one. That's got and that, been a boatload back, of back games, in the ni- but... back in the nineties. So I'm older. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's where the cold weather like doesn't hit. Like it it doesn't really matter because you know unlike April where it's regular season, like playoff baseball just has that. Just through the TV, through the radio, it has that different feel. Like, I want to experience that at some point Which live and in person. Every pitch is like, <gasps> yeah, oh. it, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really energizing. Right yeah, it's really energizing. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, I wish we could go down, but like, yeah, Friday night football, Saturday, I've got something going on. I then, you know, there's, I think it's homecoming for a lot of schools too. Mm. You know, it's just there's yeah. so much stuff going on right now. I know it's it's, it's it is rough. It is difficult. So I understand where the the tickets are where they are right now. But uh, yeah, I would I would love to experience it if I can at, at some point. Um, being in that stadium for for playoff baseball and not and for I, the media people and I'm not knowing at your work, knowing at ESPN, y'all have been pretty good. I, but there's a certain 
beat reporter writer and this person Keep saying, I can't believe you guys aren't getting out there. I can't believe you guys aren't getting out there. I'm like, dude, like, one, you're getting free tickets to go to the game. Are you going to go to the, all the games if you had to pay your way there? Like, come right. on. Like, yeah. I'm I, not, that, that always annoyed me. It's like that's, people that get free tickets are yelling at people to go to the game. Like, dude, yeah. we don't live in, like, a real richy, richy area by any means. Right. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not trying to tell people, yeah. like, they have to spend their money. It may have sounded like that, and I am sorry for that. Let, let's try. Like, like for this team, like, this city, I think. They will. I mean, this they always do pretty good with the yeah. crowds, especially at weekend playoff games. They almost are always right. and I think sold that, out, if not close to 90%. That's an advantage, that it is the weekend, and there's plenty. I think there's plenty of people that aren't involved with high and school football that can go on a Friday night once the The difference between weekends. what you're saying, you're pluring people to go out there. You're suggesting go to the game. When you're talking down on people because they didn't go to the game, that's yeah. the difference in what we don't do here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not yeah. going to mention this person's name. We're not going to. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk We'll talk after the show. I, and I'm not making any predictions on what is going to happen. Like, this season has been fun. I think the expectations have definitely been raised. I think you got to at least you got to win a series and then, you know, see where you go from there. I think you got to get past the wild card. Um, but it's been so fun, and the future is so bright. The future right now, though, is it starts on Friday. Like, I mean, start season, Friday – this Guess what? Everyone matters. has the same record. Yep. This season still matters, so like, I don't want to look and say, like, this team could be this down the road, this down the road. We're, it's not that. It's the wild card series. Let's win that and then see where things go. All I'm going to say to end the show is, for my grandpa, who's about to turn 96 on October 13th, he saw the last one, and it would be special. Like, just no matter how far they go, like, Let's make let's make this run special somehow, some way, please. For my grandfather who taught me the game, and and grandfathers, fathers, mothers, grandmothers, all the different people that have taught younger people the sports, and that's why they love it. That's why they love the Guardians. Let's. I'm hoping for for people like that, for people like my grandpa. So, um, we shall see, and we'll, hopefully, we're talking. Browns and, and Guardians wins again next week. We have both to talk about. We don't have to just use the Guardians as uh, as the feel-good at the end of the show. But I think we feel pretty good now, so we're going to wrap things up by saying, for Always Positive, Jay. Don't talk about it. Be about it. For audio, I am Kevin Arnold reminding all of you sports fans out there, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all 3,000. And as another great late friend of the show used to say, live life, all gas, no brakes. Go for what you want. Don't ever hesitate on what you think you are capable of because people are capable of a lot. This has been the Voice of Land, your Browns big play post-game show. We'll see you all next week right here on the Voice of Land.